So you're having a hard time talking to women online. I understand it's awkward, it's hard, it's weird, and it's a losing battle when there are so many of you guys. So if you want to learn how to stand out, get her to respond, and be charming, interesting, unique, well, I can help you with that. Right now, I'm in the process of creating a testimonial page so you guys can see all the wonderful quotes from dudes that I've worked with. But here's one from Paul as we wrapped up our second to last session. I wrote, have you had any chats since last week? He wrote back, yes, I have. I did exactly what we were working on in our session and it went so well. I said, awesome, please send it to me if you'd like to, but if not, no worries. And he wrote, well, she actually wrote to me after and told me, quote, I love what you did. And I said, whoa, wow, yay, that's amazing. So if you guys want to join Paul on the other side, not death, life, but living, please hit me up at kristencarney.com slash dating help and I will get you on your way to getting some hot ass dates. Okay, forgive my voice. I've got a sore throat. It's all this banter I have been doing. Come do it with me. Let's go get a sore throat together at kristencarney.com slash dating help. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out The Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of The Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a listener on our show. Kristen is not on our show, but Chris is on our show. So Chris or Kristen, I feel like it's a fair trade, but Chris is on our show and he is telling us about a recent situation he had with a girl that he was dating who went cold on him. We dissect this situation and we talk about advice on how to move forward once you have kind of been crushed a little bit. So keep listening to this week's show. All right, welcome to the Ask Women podcast. We are without Kristen today. Um, she is probably sleeping and not able to be on the show. And no, I'm just kidding. She's having internet issues um, at her parents' house and not able to be on this show, which is fine because I have someone wonderful on our show who I talked to him a little bit before we started our show, who was very well-spoken. I can, I can tell he can carry this show by himself um, with, with no help from me, but we have Chris on the show and Chris is a listener uh, who wrote in a question. And then uh, I said, well, why don't you just ask this on the show? And so he's on the show now, Chris, thank you so much for, for giving us your time and talking with me. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for uh, having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Well, you are a cardiologist, so I know that your time is limited and I want you to go back to saving lives. So I'm going to dive right into it. Tell me what's, what's going on with you. Give a little bit of backstory to who you are and what happened with women. Yeah. So I'm a cardiologist and uh, obviously don't have a lot of time to date, but when I, when I do have time to date, I I usually uh, try and make it a quality you know, try and pick the right person as opposed to dating, you know, 15 people or 10 people at once. I was married mm-hmm. for about 13 years. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, we ended that about a year ago. A couple months into uh, after that, I started dating a girl and uh, things were going really, really good. Unfortunately, I work with her, which is uh, probably never a great idea. And, uh, you know, things are going good. She's saying all the right things. We're having a good time together. We have a lot in common, hiking being active outdoors together. Uh, she's physically active. I'm physically active. One of my hobbies is I like to fly. So I, we'd go flying around, uh, around the state a lot and go do hiking activities for the day. And after about a, a couple months of dating at first, uh, 
she starts to turn kind of cold and then one day finally said, uh, hey, we need to take a break. And uh, uh, I was like kind of heartbroken. I really liked this girl. Uh, and like I said, we had a lot in common. She's a, she's a model. She's very good looking. And I said, you know, do you want to take a break or is this really just us breaking up? And she gave me the answer I didn't want to hear. So I just left her alone. Mm-hmm. After a couple of weeks, she got Did back she in touch with Did she tell you why? Uh, you know, at the time she said, I, you know, there was too much uh, drama in my background there, you know, the divorce, I've got kids. She doesn't have any of that. And she's a few years younger than me. And I said, you know, in, in my mind, I was like, well, you know, that, that's, that's kind of too bad. But I guess this is the, the price of dating sometimes. Um, and then a couple weeks later, she got in contact with me again, and we kind of hit things off again and uh, probably dated, uh, oh, good, you know, four to six months. Things are going really, really well. She's saying all the right things. We're planning trips together, going on, uh, you know, still hanging out on the weekends. You know, I'd, we've, uh, a couple times we flew to Monterey, went kayaking for the day, had dinner on the wharf, flew back. So, yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. And then... Uh, how, how old is she? Sorry, I just wanted to uh, She's going to gonna be 31 on. coming up here. Okay, and how old are you? Uh, today or tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll be 45. <laughs> <gasps> oh, happy birthday. Thanks. Okay. Um, Important one. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to... I'm in de- denial about it. And so, yeah, so, uh, you know, we were talking about she's got a family trip coming up in August to Croatia, and she was saying, hey, you know, you should come with me on that. And she introduced me to her as her boyfriend to everybody. Uh, she told her parents about us, which her friends were saying is huge because she never talks about anybody she's dating to her parents at all. So I thought, you know, these, this is going in the – all the signs are good. My direction. Yeah. Yeah. So I finally decided, you know, here's what I need to do. I've been going through a lot uh, in my personal life, and I, I really need a vacation. And I decided over Christmas, I had a week off, I was going to go to Belize uh, and go on a a pretty fun vacation. A lot of adventure, hiking, kayaking in the caves, uh, go out to the beach, go out to the the coral reef. Yeah. I really wanted to go have some fun. And I said, you know, it'd be nice to take my girlfriend with me. And she said, yeah, sure, I'd love to. This would be great. And so we planned a trip together. And I said, you know, is this okay? Uh, Are you okay with this? And, you know, at the time, she's like, yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward to spending some time with you. What, sorry, what happened to the trip back to Croatia with her family? Oh, Did that, that get was sort to, of pushed? Uh, that's probably, you know, sometime August of this year, so seven, eight months okay. from now. So, okay, gotcha. so, you know, things are going good. You know, she'd get off work. I'd make her dinner, uh, you know, pour a uh, glass of wine. We'd sit on the sofa and relax together and have a good evening. And then uh, uh, about maybe about 10 days before the, uh, the trip to uh, uh, Belize, all of a sudden one day we were supposed to have dinner. And she cancels and says, oh, I'm having dinner with a friend. And I was like, oh, that's kind of strange. You, you never mentioned that before. And asked her via text what was going on. And she said that, uh, oh, she was just hanging out with a friend. And I said, what are you guys doing? And she, she literally texted back on the second question, what's with the 20 questions? And so needless to say, my, my alarm flags were kind of going off there. And then yeah, of course. for like the next week before I go on this trip, she's just very, very distant. And she used to send me text in the morning saying, um, can't wait to see you. I miss you. Do I get to see you before you start work? To literally... I wouldn't hear from her by noon. And then if I would text her and say, hey, how's your day going? Uh, I would get like a one-word response a couple hours later. But we still went on the trip. And the whole time we're there, she's just very, very distant, cold, wouldn't come anywhere near me. Uh, you know, clearly, physically, absolutely was nothing going on. Yeah. Trip was great. Uh, the company was a little bit, left a lot to be desired. Right. So I asked her what was going on. And she said, well, you know, again, you've got all this stuff going on in your past. And you've got this ex that's... I'm still kind of having some issues with uh, that I try not to talk about too much. And, uh, and she's like, you know, so, and I'm worried about all these other things. I was like, okay, I really don't know what you're trying to say in the big picture. She's just kind of vented. 
And then uh, we get back and all of a sudden really just kind of ghosts me out of nowhere. Right. And I tried to talk to her and say, hey, we should go to dinner and talk about what's going on because you're being really distant. And really, I just couldn't get her to commit to anything or really talk to me at all. So one night, oh, maybe about a week after I get back, I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to go talk to her because she won't talk to me. Let me just go. She lives oh, about two miles away from me. And about eight o'clock at night, I went by her house and all the lights are off except for like the hallway light because I know her place pretty well. And there's a pickup truck in the driveway. Like, well, that's not good. And, you know, long story short, literally a minute or two later, the lights turn on. She walks a guy out to his truck. He drives off. She goes back inside. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to confront him. I'm not going to, you know, he gets to have her. That's fine. But I was pretty upset about it. So I, yeah, of course. Yeah. So what I did is I, uh, it had been a, well, maybe two weeks since Christmas. So I just took all the stuff she got me for Christmas and I left it on her front porch the next morning with a note saying, don't ever call me again. And that was pretty much it. But you know, the, the thing that's tough is just, uh, you know, to go from dating somebody who is, I thought of as a very quality person with all the right attributes and a lot in common to go through that experience is just really heartbreaking. It's just so hard to get through. Yeah. So that's, that's uh, essentially the story. And that's why I had emailed you to talk about, uh, you know, how do you get through a, a traumatic experience like that? And, you know, me being in a smaller town, the dating pool is not real big. Tell myself, get through it. A couple of weeks ago, I went, took a trip down to Santa Barbara where I used to live and went surfing for the weekend. Down there, it's a lot easier to get over things like this because there's a much bigger pool of uh, available uh, people to date. But, uh, yeah. you know, where I live, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot tougher. It's a lot more limited for you. Oh, God. Um... So the the tough thing is that things like this do happen and that recognizing that it's not your issue and then spending a few months just working on you and not focusing on dating. But I can understand how going into dating in the future, this would be something that you would want to be cautious about and that you would be worried about, which would probably hold you back from dating, even if the pool is limited. Are you finding that that's happening with you? You're just sort of you know, sort of put off of dating in general? Yeah, you know, really put off uh, of the whole process. And uh, and I find myself, you know, just really thinking about this girl and how great things were with her and, and literally overnight went from, uh, you know, great to terrible and, you know, how hurtful it is and thinking, you know, I just don't really want to go through that again. Of course. Well, are you open to dissecting that relationship to see where maybe some holes existed? Oh, yeah. That thing? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I, I wanted to, to, that's what I sort of wanted to ask you about when you first sent the email. Um, so when these things did start popping up and she did become distance and you would have conversations with her about what was going on, is there a way that you can give me like a replay of the conversations? Because I, I will say like, listen, this may just be her. She just may be a cheater. It's just who she is at heart. And when she had said to you the question of what's with the 20 questions, I was assuming she was with somebody as well at that point. Um, but as I was saying to you before we started this call, I've been talking to so many men recently in February, my coaching clients have been a lot of married men and like 14 of them have had their wives cheat on them, which I, it just seems cause it's all coming in one clump, like that everybody's a cheater and everybody's cheating. But I'm, I'm hearing about this so much more often that, that women are cheating, but that, but so that, that situation has been out there for me. And then coupling that with, I had a girl's weekend last weekend with a whole bunch of wives um and hearing from their perspectives or i'm gonna be like an amber alert on my phone um from their perspective of just like how how drained and annoyed um and how unseen 
they feel. And these are women who have been married for five years, probably in a relationship for 10 years, had children. Um, and just to hear like both sides of like what can happen in a relationship. Granted, your relationship was much more new than that relationship. But I just found it interesting that all of these things are happening. And so I do want to take a step back to your relationship with this girl. And yes, she was 31 years old. She doesn't have the situation that you have going on in your life. But I'm, I'm wondering if, again, you could replay some of the conversations that you did have when things were coming up for her um, and how they went and how they were addressed to make sure that she was feeling okay with everything. Yeah, it's really funny because um, just in general, as a person, she's kind of closed off and doesn't talk about herself a lot. And so, you know, I guess as the going into it, it's really hard to get to her, her to open up and express her feelings and talk about what she's feeling. And, you know, the moment that she, the moments she does, you kind of go, holy crap, I should really just pay attention here because this is a rare <laughs> moment in her life. And, you know, to go from, uh, you know, where she was, which was very affectionate, very cuddly, to suddenly overnight be very, very different. I kind of stepped back a little bit. I really didn't pressure her. You know, if she wouldn't text me, I really wouldn't text her back because I'm trying to give her whatever space she needs. But did you ask her if she needed space? It's funny because the only reason I'm bringing this up and that I, I have no idea about anything about this woman. And, and you also don't know people's styles until you get to know them a little bit better. But so for my husband and I, when my husband and I get into an argument, all he needs is space. He wants me to get away from him and like he needs to calm down, be on his own and recharge for himself so that he can have like clarity. For me, the last thing I need is space. Even if I'm signaling that I would like space, I actually want the opposite to show that there's care and support and love, even though we're in an argument. So again, I'm, this is just like shooting in the dark to try to dissect this woman. She's not on the phone right, right. now with us. Yeah, um, you know, it's, but, it's, but yeah, did you know that's what she needed? Well, you know, we had had, had that discussion a few times before about uh, past relationships with her. And she had at one point mentioned that when, uh, um, after a few months into a relationship, she kind of starts to pull away from people. And that seems to drive the other guys crazy, which makes them work even harder to get her attention. And then that annoys mm. her even more. So then she pulls away even more. And so she kind of expressed that pattern to me. Um, and so when she started to become distant, I was like, okay, I remember this conversation. So I'm just going to give her the, uh, the space that she said she needed. And I'd still try and talk to her here and there. But, uh, but even when I would, you know, uh, I went from having very, you know, conversations every few minutes, all, almost all day long, to uh, I would text her just to say, like, by about noon, one o'clock, um, you know, something like, hey, I'm going to be over in your side of the, the building today. I'll come by and see you or something like that. And it would be maybe a four-hour delay. And then she would send back a one-word reply of, like, yes or no or I'm busy. And it's, it's definitely a very big change in, in pattern of behavior. Um, and I, I have to admit, I'm not very good at, uh, at breaking these conversations up with people to say, what's going on with you and, and what's different. And I think the other thing too was, you know, since we're about a week away from this major trip, maybe part of me just didn't want to bring that up because I was afraid of, you know, having to cancel it because I was looking forward to it so much. Yeah. And listen, I don't, I don't know what's going on with this girl. I'm just going to keep reiterating that. Sure. Um, I'm just throwing, throwing in guesses there, but the way to, I, I, I noticed from the women that I talked to and from my own situation, um, the more that you sort of leave things unsaid, the more 
you create a distance between yourself and the other individual. And granted, she did say that, yes, when she started to pull back and these guys pounced on her, um, she pulled away even more because it felt like too much. But there's a difference between pouncing on a woman and like trying to say, I'm great, I'm wonderful, let's go out all the time and I'm going to show you the best time of your life. There's a difference between that and, listen, I noticed you're doing this. I'm into you. I don't want you to pull away. But if you need your space, I need to know that. If you don't need your space, then we'll fix that. I'm here for you and I want to be with you. So something that 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 still is a place of, I recognize this pattern that you've spoken about. I know what's going on and what you're doing. I'm here to listen and I'm not going to judge you for it. Right. And giving her a hug in some way. And I'm guessing in some way you probably did do that. This This may have just been a lost cause from the very beginning because she was stating to you, I have a pattern. Right. My pattern is that when people get close, I push away. And that's something for her to sort out. And she may just continue over and over again to repeat this same pattern. I'm just trying to throw out sure. options for other people that are listening. Yeah, it's interesting because by about day or two, three in uh, Belize, um, I did talk to her about that. I said, you, know, you really seem to be, something's up, you know, something's bothering you. And, and she said, yeah, I'm pulling away and I'm pulling away for the following reasons. Um, okay. And... You know, the, the problem I had before that uh, was, I guess, uh, f- flashback to about two weeks before this trip. She invited me to her, uh, to her office Christmas party, and a lot of people were drunk and having fun. And her one friend said, uh, hey, uh, it's great you guys are together. You've treated her better than any guy I've ever seen with her before. We, we like you, all these stuff. It was mm-hmm. Very affirming. I was like, oh, this is great because I like you guys too, and I work with them. And, uh, uh, and then all of a sudden she said, and remember over the summer when she kind of broke it off with you for a little bit because she started dating that other guy, don't worry about it. That didn't mean anything. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, excuse me. There was another guy. Um, mm-hmm. that was a little bit shocking to me. And then of course, when that pattern repeated about a week later, suddenly I was like, there's gotta be something going on here. But I brought the conversation up in, uh, on our vacation and she gave me an answer that to me was a little bit, uh, dismissive but i still took it at at face value and said okay great and she said afterwards she felt better about our conversation but then her distance just continued to grow and grow and grow and then of course when we got back was completely gone essentially right and so sometimes this is just who the other person is and there's nothing that you can do to kind of save this she was continuously showing you who she was so the question that you had originally asked me was how do you move forward exactly so let me ask you how how are you currently moving forward um well, you know, th- there's a lot of patterns of behavior I've noticed in, you know, myself and, you know, I've been talking to a good friend is, you know, my friend here said, why do you seem to pick women who are either damaged and you feel like you have to repair them? Like, uh, maybe in the sense of this girl. That's your doctor. That's your job. Exactly. Well, that's what we yeah. said is like, uh, you know, we seem to want to try and help people and you try and find people that you go, Hey, I can be there for them and, you know, make them dinner on a, on a hard night at work for them or, you know, give them a big hug and hope they, you know, they will realize the value of that. Uh, but yeah, how do you move forward? It's, it's been really tough because, uh, you know, I've been trying to find other people and get out there, work on my own personal development, uh, keep my hobbies alive. And, you know, like I said, go surfing on the weekend. I'm going to be uh, surfing this weekend down in, uh, down in San Francisco. Amazing. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's kind of my question for you is how do you move forward? And, you know, how do you get through stuff like this? Well, you do exactly what it is that you're doing. Sorry, that it's not like a, a more magnificent, magical answer, but you do exactly what it is that you're doing. You take three months to six months to however long you need to just focus on you, rebuild your life back up. And I know that for you, you're like, oh, I want to find somebody, I want a partner. <laughs> but you try to do things 
that serve you and help you feel good. And when you get to that place again, when you're like, you know what, I would want to invite somebody into my life again, then you can open up and look for other options that are out there, but you do it smarter this time. So maybe I would say to people to write down, you know, five red flags that they've seen either in this past relationship or potentially in other relationships that have popped up for them before. So for you, you talk about why do I keep falling for these people that are kind of taking advantage of me, not as giving as I am, and that I have to take care of. And so writing those things down on paper is really helpful for you to see what it is that you do. And then you can start to tweak that behavior and have that red flag um, as a visual for you to say when you're in front of a person, if you start to see some of these things that is a repeated behavior or, or a pattern from your past relationships, you can either question it, be curious about it, or you can block it out of your life, recognizing that that person is not the right choice for you and that your choices in the past have gone down that direction and have bitten you in the butt. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, this is one relationship out of a 13 year marriage. So even though it didn't end so well, there was success in that relationship, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. Children from that. And there was wonderful times at a, a, a portion of that. And so, yeah, you can just sort of arm yourself with information that can help block you against making that wrong choice. And then on the flip side of the red flags, you can write down the things that would be more beneficial for you. Someone that takes care of me, someone that is already taking care of themselves. I mean, everybody does need to be taken care of at some point and having that in you to want to care for another person is really, really important. But I think moving forward, you want someone that can also give you that same courtesy so that you make a better choice for yourself. And you can look in people's profiles to, to see that as well. You can, you can see the way that they write about themselves. They write about the things that they love, the things that they do. And you can, you can start to see patterns in the way that women express themselves about themselves, about their history, to know whether or not they're going to be able to live up to that potential that you've listed as a high want for yourself. Yeah, so it's all very good points. I, I guess on the same note, uh, you know, that we talk about patterns. Uh, her pattern last time was, you know, she broke up with me for a short period of time and then finally got back in contact with me. And all my friends have been asking me, what do I do when she gets in contact with me again after this whole episode? And, you know, obviously the, the, the very logical side of me is like, uh, um, absolutely not. There's no way you can go back after anything like this and it's done, but, you know, still trying to work through the, the breakup is like, you know, the emotions are still there and the attraction is still there. And it's like, gosh, you know, part of me just wants to say, yes, we can try and work on this, but, uh, but probably not. Well, the thing is, is that kind of what we just talked about, where you're saying somebody needs to take care of you. That means that she has to show you how she's taking care of herself and how things are going to be different. So my biggest advice to people who call into me or write into me when they talk about a past relationship that ended where they've screwed up because of X, Y, and Z, and they want to know how to get that person back. The first thing that I ask them is, are you a different person now? Have you changed the behaviors that broke you up in the first place? Because nobody wants to get back together with the same person. Right. It's just going to end in the exact same pattern. And I, I'm, I'm totally for people making adjustments, working on things, acknowledging things, learning new behaviors about themselves. I'm totally open to growth. But if that growth hasn't happened yet, then there's no point in getting back together. So if it's something that she does want to explore and she reaches out to you again, you can say like, listen, in my heart of hearts, I would love for us to get back together. I, I've enjoyed most of my time with you, but 
this, there's a sticking point that we have. There's one thing that puts me off of getting back together with you and it's X, Y, and Z. What have you done to remedy this? And if she's like, oh, nothing, I'm fine. I broke up with that guy. Like if, if there's, there's no self-help on her end, then that's the red flag to you. Right. That you say, okay, well, you know, hit me up in three months and <laughs> go to a coaching course and figure out how to work on these things. And then once I see that, then I can totally let you back into my life. I mean, obviously you finesse that and say it in a, in a much more eloquent, eloquent way, but it's basically saying like, I'm not taking you back. There's no way that I'm, I'm letting this behavior that's hurt me repeatedly back into my life. It's a stressor. Yeah. The things that I talk to you about my own personal life that are dramatic, this is more dramatic than anything that's going on with me and my ex-wife and my child. So work on those things and then we can discuss getting back together in the future. And I think that that would also help you too. Just, just, I'm trying to like compare it to being a cardiologist and stuff. Like (laughs) I know for you, people come to you and they're like, this is wrong. You're like, Hey, let's do a surgery and we'll unclog that artery or put a stint in your heart. I'm just making up words. I don't know if that's actually true that you can do that, but you know what I mean? Like there's, there's quick and easy solutions, but at the end of the day, you usually tell people that they have to change their lifestyle. You have to change their everyday lifestyle so that, that this quick fix you don't have to do in the future for them because they'll be helping avoid having this extreme thing happening. And you're, you're kind of doing the same thing. You're helping avoid major pain right. on the back end by yeah. asking her and yourself to do these tiny things. And my point is, is that even just saying this out loud to her and, 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 and taking control over the situation, I think will be helpful for you. Even knowing that if she were to come around, that this is what you would say, I feel like that would give you more confidence to move forward. Yeah. But the thing for you is that I don't know if this is a a pattern for you of having women sort of pull away or be with other people. I don't know, but I can understand how that will leave you being really wary to get into. Yeah. No, I'm I'm hoping it's uh, certainly not a pattern. And, you know, for me, I've been working a lot of personal development. You know, somebody recommended, I don't know if you know, uh, Jeb Kinison's work on attachment styles and how you sort of respond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Reading a lot of that and reading a lot of personal development, you know, I, I, not to plug you or anything, but I downloaded your course and joined it and been working on, you know, developing myself as much as possible uh, in my yeah, unfortunately, my schedule doesn't give me a lot of free time, but when I do have it, you know, sit there and really do some soul searching about, you know, who I am and how do I respond to things. And if there's patterns there, how do I undo them? So it's amazing. Then you're doing all of the right things. I think you are on the right path to making better choices. It doesn't make it easier during this process where you're just trying to figure it out and you're still kind of in pain. Um, but moving forward, when you're ready, you'll, you'll be more armed and ready so that hopefully this doesn't happen again um i'm gonna take a quick break but are you open to answering some questions from some listeners yeah Yeah? okay cool okay all right we're gonna take a quick break we'll be back with chris in a second look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do i even say other than hey (sighs) well that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I think you guys would assume that Marnie is very good with money, and I'm not. This has nothing to do with Marnie's religion or mine. It has to do with just the way we handle ourselves. And Marnie 
has her shit together and she has her money together. I don't have my shit together, nor do I have my money together. And I think we have the sponsor because the universe is trying to tell me to get it together. Lightstream is this awesome company that saves you money on all your credit card balances. It will consolidate them into one loan from 6.14% APR with auto pay. I need to go on Lightstream right now and do this. I need to get it together. I'm going to go to lightstream.com slash askwomen to get the discount. So if this has been on your to-do list like it's been on mine, let's go do it. Let's cross the things off on our list together. So our listeners, you guys, that's right, that's you, save even more with an additional interest rate discount on top of Lightstream's already low rates. The only way to get this discount is to go to lightstream.com slash Women, that's L I G H T S T R E A M dot com slash ask women. And just a quick little disclaimer from the sponsor subject to credit approval, rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply, and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash ask women for more information. All right, we are back, and I have Chris on the line, who is a listener of the Ask Women podcast. Um, and I just want to thank you, like, for just being so open about everything. Oh, you're very like, I, I understand that you're searching for answers, and I wish I had again, like, a quick magic pill for you to take to forget about this experience and just move forward so everything's wonderful. But again, I just wanted to point. I wanted to point out to people that you're doing all of the necessary things. And I know for a lot of people, it sounds very daunting. And it sounds like so much work to be done just to potentially meet somebody else. But you're you're ultimately doing this for yourself to become stronger and more confident and just to know yourself better. So I, I think it's awesome. What yeah. You're doing. You know, it's funny because I think the, the phrase I've been using my friends is uh, with my friends is I'm working on really the hard stuff on myself and confronting the issues of my life so that I can be the person not for somebody else, but so that somebody else can see me for the person that I become. Yeah. Just so amazing. I love that. I have a question. Okay, here. I am a successful and attractive man that is divorced with two boys and dating online. I have a lot going for me and I am a catch. Great career, way over $100,000, no major debt, life in order and healthy lifestyle and work out five times a week minimum. Here's the thing. Getting women to see that in a dating profile is really tough. I make a concerted effort to approach women online with tax and just a little humor to build a little tension. And while I get views on match.com, the rate at which women reply is not as high as I would like. I get dates, but I'm wanting more beautiful women. I have made a real effort to word my profile in such a way that conveys strength, confidence, success, and alpha, but not douchey. I'm not a douchey guy. Also, once I start dating a woman seriously, I will let her see a side of me sexually that is kinky and all about her pleasure and our pleasure, like bondage, dominance, things like that. And several times, the women has remarked the same thing. I never would have guessed you had this side of you based on your profile. Oh my God, it's like hitting the lottery. I have game when I'm dating a woman, but it's the challenge of getting that fire ignited, you know? So I have a couple of questions. How do I get a real honest opinion of what impressions a beautiful woman gets from my profile and pictures so that I can perfect it? You know, let's do that question first. And then that's a great question. Yeah. So, well, what do you think? Well, you know, it's funny. I, I have a really, really good friend that I grew up with, uh, since I was five. Uh, and she, uh, she works with me and, uh, we're, we're strictly friends. And in fact, uh, she married, uh, her husband who I met when we were 13 in, in, uh, uh, yeah, junior high. And they've been together for quite a long time through some 
tough times. They've managed to stay together. So she's a very good friend of mine. And I went to her and I said, hey, look at my profile. What do you think? And I, and I, I know her good enough. I can get a good personal opinion from her without a lot of you know, affirmation just because they think you're looking for it. And, uh, you know, she went through a lot of my pictures and she said, no, get rid of this one. And I was like, oh, really? That's oh, amazing. Much, you know, that's one of my favorite ones. She goes, no, it looks creepy. And I was like, what looks creepy about it? And she goes, I don't know, but it looks creepy. Like, okay. Nice. I mean, sometimes that's just the answer that, uh, that you need. So, and I had another friend of mine who was, uh, also going through a bad breakup who I, I work with and just walked into my office a few, a few minutes ago. And she did the same thing. She went through my profile and said, you know, here, let's change the wording on this, change this. This is what I'm looking for. And it was really, really good. And, you know, as, as you've kind of pointed out many times before, the female perspective is so different and it's really hard for you or for me to market myself to something I don't understand. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And I like that you said you you know that she's going to give you honest information because I will say for most guys, it kind of bites them in the ass when they do ask a female perspective because they haven't prefaced it with "I need you to be really blunt and honest because I want this to be attractive to other women. I don't want you to make me feel better." And just even saying that statement to a woman and making her promise to be as hurtful as possible and like be okay with it and enjoy it and letting her know that the more that she thinks she's being hurtful, the more helpful she is to you. That's going to get her to give a more honest and thorough response for you that will actually benefit you instead of hurt you more with women. Yeah. And I think I have the benefit of already having that relationship with both of those people that they can be honest with me without offending me. Uh, and so in that sense, it's really great to have those as friends. And I think in, in your course, there was a section where you said, you need to uh, go out and ask five people their opinion of you and how you come across. Uh, and I did that with a friend, another friend of mine. And I said, I sat down with her. You know, she's going through a divorce and she was dating some people. And I said, you know, let me ask you a question. How do, you come, how do I come across to you and what do you think of me? What's your perception of me? And I said, but I'm not doing this because I want you to give me positive feedback and make me feel good. I really don't understand how I seem to other people, even though I think I do. And she gave me some really, really honest feedback that was, uh, you know, the person. What did she tell you? Uh, things like, you know, you're, you're very fun. You're very a nice guy. You obviously very hardworking and uh, a few other things. And she said, you know, but you're very friendly. And what I see in you is you're friendly to a lot of people. And so I see that you're always flirting with women or it comes across that way. And so I automatically mm -hmm. assume that you're doing that with other people. And therefore that, uh, you know, in a relationship, that's a red flag. I was like, oh, that's interesting. And, uh, you know, that girl I was dating, she always used to uh, complain a lot that I was flirting with other women. Really? Uh, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, really? No, I don't really feel like I am. And asked a couple other people she worked with, and they would say, no, you're not flirting. She's just jealous. But that's a whole other issue. Uh, right. but yeah, I've gotten that feedback a few times that, uh, that I'm very friendly. There was another girl who somebody suggested I date. And then they asked her about me and she said, no, he flirts with all the women all the time. And I was like, oh, really? I don't feel like I do. I just feel like, you know, I walk by people and I'll say, hey, how you doing? You know, how's it going? You were going to go on a trip. How was your trip? So it's interesting. That is interesting. But it is also interesting when you hear a woman saying it's a red flag, because most often, even if she says it's a red flag, that's from like the logical side of her that's giving you that advice. But <laughs> most likely... It's actually an attractor for other women if you are. It doesn't sound like you're like a hornball who's flirting ridiculously with no. every single woman. It sounds like you're just like chatting people up and talking to them. Um, so again, everything with a grain of salt, right? Because you also have to assess what you're doing 
on your own. Um, but it's good to get that feedback from other people and just like find out things that could be offensive to other people or that could be turning people off or things on your style that could be, could be tweaked yeah, exactly. simply. But again, just getting that feedback is helpful. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, uh, not, that same friend invited me down to, uh, meet a female friend of hers that was uh, single. And, uh, you know, I kind of got dressed as to how I thought I should look. And, uh, and she made the comment that I'll never forget. She said, are you going to wear that Ward Cleaver shirt on the date? No. Yeah. And I was like, See, good. <laughs> the benefits of female friends. Cause sometimes it puts you in check and other times you're like, yeah, I am. I am going to wear this. Right. And then yeah, exactly. that's even more attractive because you're like, no, I hear what you're saying, but I'm making this choice as opposed to like doing it aimlessly. Yeah, so exactly. I, I, I think but, that know, there's always it, a benefit to getting feedback. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely, you know, sometimes that feedback, that, that honest feedback is very valuable, keeping in mind that it's from one person's point of view, but still, you know, it's nice to hear that. Right, exactly. So here's the and second I, I, part to Carl. Oh, sorry, go on. Oh, I, I was going to say, I think you have to be able to, to take that feedback from a position of security because, you know, if you take it from the position of being criticized, it's very easy to just get offended and kind of fold your arms and go, you know, no, that's not the way it is. But, you know, if this is all about improvement and making, again, making myself a better person, not another, not making myself better so that one person will like you, that's what you need to hear. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree with you. So I think Carl, that would be something for you to do with your profile is have like four women look at it. Or even if you're online and you write to a woman and you say, um, I don't know, for potential mates or whatever, but I, I love feedback on my profile. <laughs> like if you, if you don't have those women at your fingertips, you happen to actually you literally have them at your fingertips with online dating. If you don't happen to have them in your own personal life, you can utilize the people that are online and just ask them because there's, we were talking about this before we started the show, that the, 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 the unlimited number of potential options are so great out there. So if you, you know, waste a couple of matches on a few women who you're like, I really would like their opinion on my profile, just know there's a thousand more people coming in. And to be honest, starting a conversation that way is unique and different. And it may actually ignite something else in there. So it's a great way to open the conversation. That's different. Yeah, you know, that's interesting. I, I, I never thought of it that. That's a really good idea because, uh, you know, my female friends that are also on the online dating, they show me the introductions they get from guys and they're so boring. They're just like, hey, how are you doing today? Or what are you doing? And I think something like that would be a, a unique way of saying, hey, talk to me and let's, let's talk about this. Tell me four things that are wrong with my profile. Like, (laughs) please advise me. Actually, can I ask you one question about looking at their profiles? Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm sorry, looking at the guys that write to them. So when you look at the guys that write to them, do you ever see them being attracted and responding back to guys that do say, hey, what's up? Or hi, how are you? You know, I hear that a lot from my one one friend specifically is, is how boring the introduction is and how little it makes them want to respond. You know, this sort of, like, sort of like, hey, good morning. How's work going? You know, nobody wants to talk at work at work. They want to say like, hey, how was your last vacation? And what was Mexico like? Or, you know, do yeah. you like snorkel? You want to talk about the fun stuff in life. Nobody wants to say like, hey, my boss is getting on me today because my memo is later or whatever it may be. Um, and and right. so, yeah, a lot of those introductions are just very generic. And it just sort of, you can almost feel the mood coming across as very, very blah and boring. And you can almost feel the conversation after that is going to be exactly the same. 
Yeah. And the thing is, is that some people get really obsessed. They're like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how can I be so exciting? But the thing is, is that with online, everything's flat and you want something that jumps off the paper and something that jumps off the paper is either going to be at something about something personal to her or something that's unique and different. And I just did, um, I, I like pre-record a lot of my videos that I put up onto to YouTube. And so I'm, I'm doing this one video about online dating right now. And like one of the lines that I use in, in the video is like, how can you say, hi, how are you to me when I've spent four weeks putting together a very specific profile <laughs> about everything I cherish and love, everything that I'm passionate about and who I am? How is there nothing more for you to comment on? Like, and and that's a very true statement. It's like, how are you not seeing that I'm awesome or there's some, I've put it all out there for you so that you can say, I I connect to this. I connect to that. Or I hate what you wrote about that, which is still a connection in some way because it's a way to break into conversation and challenge me. So to be honest, I mean, I'm not online dating now, but when I do help my friends go through, you know, Tinder or Hinge or whatever. Like I get insulted for them. It's the same thing. I I, I was, a, I put up a, an ad for care.com recently because we were looking for a nanny and I put out specifically what I was looking for, what I wanted, the type of personality that the person would have. And I did not get one response that commented on what I had put out there. They all wrote their own spammy message about how great they are, which is fine, but it was nothing to tie back to me. And I immediately, as soon as I could see that they didn't read what I wrote, I'm like, I'm not hiring you. You can't even pay attention to my profile. How are you going to pay attention to my children? And I think it's very similar in online dating now, especially the longer that you use it and and the, the freshness and coolness of it wears off and you do get more specific about what it is that you're looking for. So yeah, it doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't cut the mustard. Right. So what you, you tell me this is that, you know, I see a lot of profiles and you see people's pictures up there and there's very little words. Guys have a tendency to be a little more visual. Women are a little bit more like to read about your profile, read about you. And yeah. so, you know, I, I spend a lot of time trying to read their profile and find any sort of hinge I can attach myself to, to say, Hey, here's a great conversation starter. Like, you know, a picture of somebody in front of uh, a vacation. They want to like, Hey, great picture. Where were you? Cause it looks like this or, or, yeah. uh, or you, you know, there's a picture of you here. What were you doing? Or when was that? Whereas, you know, I see a lot of guys going through and it's just like, you know, is this picture hot? Is this girl hot? Is this girl hot with no look into the depth behind it? I mean, there's nothing wrong with just saying this person's hot. I want to write to them. But then still, once you say that they're hot, then you still have to provide something engaging on some level. There's nothing wrong with just saying like, I'm attracted to you. You're attracted to me. We're both attractive. Let's just go be hot together and do something (laughs) fun. And so then you offer up something that's interesting. Like what's your favorite kind of bagel? Like that has nothing to do with her profile, but it's something that's a little bit different. And actually I'm going to read you now that we're going on a different tangent, but I hope that this stuff is helpful to people as well. So, um, the video that I'm doing for YouTube, uh, I'm, it's actually, I have my first sponsor for my YouTube videos and oh, I never have sponsors, but That's thank exciting. you. Well, I've, I've, it is, I, I usually say no to people because they're like, here, here's a really great pair of boots. Can you work it into one of your videos? I'm like, no, I cannot because <laughs> that's not helpful to the people. But so this is a sponsor that I, I finally I, I, said yes. I was going to say, I hope the uh, condom companies out there are listening because that might be a good tie-in. But Right. But even I'm just like, I don't I don't know how to do I'm, I'm not like a salesy person. It, <laughs> right. it, usually I just say no. Like, don't. Don't pay me anything. I'd rather just talk about my stuff and help people. But this, okay, so this is um, the guy from Cove who actually was on 
our podcast a while ago and I'm like a big fan of this app. And so when he asked a sponsor, I was like, yeah, but give me something useful that I can and give to my audience. So it's really interesting. On Cove, it's not like a normal dating app. People match for you know the same superficial reasons, but then the app actually helps them start a conversation so that you don't have to think, how do I reach out to this woman? They give you all these conversation starters, which is great so that both of you aren't sort of like focused on tap dancing for the other person. Um, but he gave me a whole bunch of conversation starters that they use for their app. So, and I'll just give a couple of these. So one question is what makes you nervous? A useless talent of mine is, um, I'm glad this fashion trend disappeared. One superstition I have is seriously now, where are all the baby pigeons? And I, I know that these things are kind of cheesy, but I'm saying that they're like, there's something other than hi, how are you? That's a little bit different to start a conversation. And you have to pick and choose which one of these resonate with you, but being armed with some fun topics that can also help you see who that person is. Like, so, so for you on the phone, um, so for Chris, <laughs> I, sorry, I was, I was trying to say for you. And then like, I've realized I'm speaking to a whole bunch of other people as well. So I want to make sure that you know what I mean. So for you, a big thing is the pattern of you know, not getting close to people. So if there was some question that could be lighthearted, but also could give you that answer, something like, you know, your ideal relationship is, or, um, love to me means X. And like, so just, just something that give you, can give you some insight. Oh, something about taking care of another individual that you could ask. And you'd have to finesse this and figure out, you know, what your true want is around that to then ask some sort of light, fun question but if you're doing online dating and you're saying, you know, my top three things in life are taking care of people, something else and something else. And right. then she yeah. responds back with something a little bit more superficial. You're like, Neh! you don't even like, <laughs> it, 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 you're not for me or some way that would help you see whether or not she does enjoy taking care of you. Yeah. Or question is, have you ever taken care of another person? And if so, why did that make you feel good? Right. That could be, and that can say to you, if this person's going to be able to do the same thing for you. And it gives you insight, but it's also sort of a fun way of talking to somebody and then also evaluating whether or not they're right for you, even if they are super hot. I do want to get to uh, Carl's second half of this question before we end this show. So he said, how do I convey the part of me that is dominant in the right way earlier on, if that's even possible, appropriate? Because women that I have dated have remarked how much of a wonderful surprise it is when they discover that they can trust me and that I will be dominant with a little kink in just the right amounts. Thank you, Carl. Uh, great question. Chris? Gosh, you know, great question. That's, that's tough because, um, you know, there's always that side of you that's, uh, that does want to have that, but the other side of you is like, I don't want to scare this person off. And uh, I think it's nice being a pleasant surprise. Oh, absolutely. Um, I guess that I struggle with that question too is, you know, you certainly don't want to be the boring same old guy, but you know, where do you, where do you bring that up? And how do you, how do you expose that part of you to the other person uh, without, uh, you know, without showing them too much? I don't, I don't know the answer to that. I got to tell you. To be honest, I think Kristen is actually getting really good at this stuff. And I would love to hear what her opinion is on this. I can tell you when it's too much. I can't tell you how to express it. But if there is something in there that you could touch on um, that gives like a bit of that under like the passion to express 
that type of passion, then it, it, not that it wouldn't be surprising, but it would give a taste of what is to come. So something, if you're like a more dominant person in the bedroom, if there's, if there's some level down that you could express that kind of dominance as well, that would show that you're an assertive man. I, again, I don't exactly know how to do it. I know what it looks like when you have done it. Yeah, you know, um, I, I think this is a great topic for an entire episode in and of itself, because this is something I think I struggle with too, is, you know, how do you show that uh, in, in any sort of, you know, dating or profile, or even when you first get to know somebody, you know, without being on, you know, question number two, as you sit down for wine, like, hey, by the way, I'm into like being a little more dominant and have them be like, oh, okay, thank you, bye. Um, how do you bridge that subject and how do you, how do you show that side of you? Hmm. I don't know what that answer is. To be honest, right now, I have to think about this. Like, how can you show that you do have that side of dominance? I think, I think in the beginning stages that you, you aren't being too polite, that you do state that there are certain things that you like a certain way, but that you're, uh, there's a, there's some way to show assertiveness without appearing too dominant. But I understand he's saying, how do I show that I'm dominant in the bedroom? But I think that by, ex- by, by expressing yourself to a woman in um, clear ways that don't really apologize for your behavior is an indicator that their potential is there for you to also do that in the bedroom. And I'd have to know exactly like what behaviors he does show to find a correlation of what to show on the front end. But I know that when I, when I am texting with people, even in business, and if there's two, two types of responses from people where they kind of express something in a kind and polite way um, to kind of check in to see how I'm doing with what they've said. And then there's other people who literally just put their wants out and just say, no, this is what I would like. And it's not in a rude way or an abrasive way. It's just in a non-fluffy way. And that shows a similarity to how they would behave in other areas of their life. And it's not a tur- for me, it's not a turnoff to me. Sometimes it sort of catches me by surprise when I'm like, why aren't you being super polite and like really nice to me? But on the opposite end, I, fi- I find it attractive when people do speak that way, like right. my neighbor. Dana, yeah. who is a woman, she, she speaks that way as well, where she's, again, not trying to please me in conversation. Um, but yeah, I think we should definitely have a whole episode dedicated to this. I'm going to make, make a note of that right there. Cause and let me know when you do, cause I definitely want to hear that one. Yeah. You, you know, I think, uh, one of the concepts of, of setting boundaries for yourself and setting boundaries for, uh, for other people is when you have those conversations with people where they're just always checking in with you to see how you're doing with the conversation and whether you're accepting anything versus those people that are just here it is here here's my what i'm putting out there it definitely shows that they're more in control and have those boundaries and and can you know be uh, okay with who they are and be okay with offending you and that's yeah that's a good thing well i always say this about my husband my, so my husband he's call, he, they call him the teddy bear like he is 6 foot 4 he's like you know, kind of, he's like a big dude, and um, yeah, my, he, my all of his friends. My nickname oh, yeah? in boot camp was the smiling teddy bear. By the way, so. Right, so okay, so there, so you have that as well. So it's a teddy bear, but he's also extremely assertive. He does not let me walk all over him, and he has a backbone. And he called me out all the time. I'm not saying that that's necessarily an indicator of how he is in the bedroom, but it does show that there's this other side. Going back to Carl. Do, do, 
just real quick, oh, do, you think, do you think that is something that attracted you to mm-hmm. him to eventually become your husband? Was that style? Yes. Yes, for sure. Because I will say, um, the first thing that, that caught my attention was when he would tease me a bit. Um, <laughs> like I hung out with him three times and he was just like polite and kind. And I was like, oh, I'm not attracted to this guy at all. I like his friends way better. And then we went to this bar and he just was like jabbing at me and flirting with me and like making fun of some of the, I mean, in a nice way. And I was just like, oh wait, who is this person? And I don't know if I, if that would be appealing to me now. I probably would actually. Um, but I found it, I, I liked it. And then even more so I liked when he, he made plans with me and they were very definitive. He's like, I'd like to do this. He was open to hearing other suggestions. Um, and then I liked when I was younger, when I first met him and I still sort of had my eyes open to other people. I wasn't committed to him. Um, and he kind of knew that I was doing that. He's 10 years older than me. And I remember this one time we were in the car and he's like, I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing. I know you're, you know, still toying around and seeing other people have your eyes open other places, but I'm into you. I want to be with you. And that, I thought that was the sexiest thing in the entire world. And from that point on, I paid attention to him. Um, so, so moments like that really, for me, they caught my attention. I mean, he could have been doing that more consistently on the front end. Um, but he did it at that point, And that's what got me to put my full focus onto him. Yeah, I want to go back. Yeah. I wanted to go back to Carl because I don't know how to express kink and a little bit of like fun in the bedroom up front without being super creepy. Like right. read this. I was trying to find this email uh, from this guy that I got this morning. Shoot. Sorry. But basically, uh, I mean, there's always the fun ways, you know, you, you walk. No, but the- he's, he wrote something really gross where I was like, ugh, why would you ever write that to a person? Um, <laughs> but he wrote, he wrote to me, he's like, basically said like, you know, my questions are up on our, our, our free week. So I want to squeeze, you know, squeeze one, one more thing in. Um, but, and I'll do it with a compliment. And he, he wrote like, um, your right breast in, the picture on your website looks like really supple. And like, I literally felt assaulted, naked, creeped out, uh, all of it at at once. Like, and I, you know, I wrote back caringly and said like, listen, I'm just going to tell you how this made me feel. Um, Other women are not going to be so. That just just immediately says, uh, I'm looking at your body and I'm just here to, you know, have sex with you. And I'm not interested in who you are as a person at all. And I don't know you. That's the right. whole thing. It's like later on down the road, tell me these things. I, mean, I guess I, my point is, is I, that I guess, that can come into your conversation afterwards. You don't yeah. have to signal to a woman, I'm into kink. Because I think there's other things beforehand that would excite them that would then be um, pleasantly surprised by right, that later allow on. You to, allow you to bridge that conversation later on. I mean, I, I think if there's something like that on an online profile that you, you would feel uncomfortable saying to a woman in line at a grocery store, you probably shouldn't say it. Yeah, I kind of think so too. So it sounds like Carl is doing the right things. If he's getting, you know, this round of applause from women afterwards saying, oh, I didn't know you'd be like this. Right. I kind of think that that's good. You're sort of, you know, catching them off guard and you're surprising them, which women love to be surprised. Oh my God. Okay. You're so polite and wonderful and kind and you're great in the bedroom. I've, I have the holy Mecca of man. So I I don't, I don't, (laughs) 
I don't think it's a negative thing because I'm I'm guessing if you're if you're expressing that you are dominant in some way in the bedroom when you're in the bedroom, there's something that you're also expressing up front that gets them to go on dates with you and attracts them in the front end. So full circle back to don't put anything into your profile that is anything regarding kink unless you're on a kink website. Good point. Yeah. I guess that's that would what be I the think. Yeah, exactly. Because um, then it's appropriate because you're like, hey, well, this is what we're here for. But I'd still kind of touch lightly on it. Um, but yeah. Well, anyway, I, I'm going to wrap up this show. But Chris, thank you so much for being on the call. I'm sorry that Kristen wasn't able to come on, but she probably would have just made fun of you half the show. So it's oh, no. better. Thank you very much for having me. This has been really fun. Yeah, I'm glad. Well, this is going to be up in a couple of weeks. Um, But for those of you who are listening, if you want to come onto our show and talk about what's going on with you and dating, send an email to ask at at askwomenpodcast.com or you can just ask your question on there. But yeah, I, I, I love, I love doing this. It's, it's, when, when we were at the studio before, it was so easy for us to do the segment called help a brother out. But this, I realize it's just as easy to have somebody on the phone with us. So it's wonderful. And I think it's helpful for everybody who's out there listening. So again, write to ask at askwomenpodcast.com if you want to be on the show or if you want to send in a question and new episodes of the Ask Women Podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. So please listen to our show, pass our show on to others that you think need it, and go and subscribe to our show. Do not download individual episodes. It's a waste of time and time that you could be spending going out and interacting and dating women. We love you guys. We will see you next week.